0: Chris and welcome to Popcorn Finance. Hey, hope you're all doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss the finance issues that we all deal with, and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Uh, last episode, we discussed stocks. Uh, it was a quick introduction into kind of what a stock is, how it works, and kind of your role as a shareholder or a stock owner, depending on how you wanna <laughs> you wanna call it. And stocks are one of the three main asset classes that exist. Uh, there's stocks, there's bonds, and then there's cash. So today, we're going to be talking on number two uh, in that list, bonds. A bond is essentially a loan uh, and you as an investor are acting as a lender. So if a corporation or a government is looking to raise additional money for, you know, it could be for any reason, it could be for uh, a particular project that they're working on or just to have cash on hand uh, in case a need arises in the future, uh, they can turn to you in the form of a bond. Bonds are initially sold in thousand dollar increments directly to investors. And this initial purchase price is referred to as the face value. And what you notice with bonds is that there's a lot of terms that are used to kind of describe the the different way bonds are handled. And they're not really straightforward at all. So I'll do my best to explain some of those terms uh, as I go along. But first we're gonna run into is face value and that's that initial thousand dollar purchase price for the bond in return for your investment, your thousand dollar investment, you'll receive an interest payment, which can be paid out annually or semi-annually. Those are the typical frequencies in which the interest is paid out. And this interest rate is referred to as the coupon rate. And um, something interesting that I found out about this, uh, I learned this years ago while I was in school, was that uh, they referred to this as the coupon rate because bonds were actually you know, issued as a physical document years ago. You know, Obviously, there was no internet, so <laughs> everything wasn't digitized as is now, but a bond would come as a physical document and attached to it would be a row of coupons or little perforated pieces of paper attached to the bond. And every time interest payment was due, you would tear off one of these coupons and take it in and you would receive your payment due uh, at the time. And it's just another one of those old terms that just kind of hung on and we still use today. You will continue to receive these coupon payments or interest payments until the maturity date of the bond has been reached. And the maturity date is really just the, the end of the term of this loan that you've given out to this organization. And the maturity date is set at the beginning of the purchase. So you know exactly how long you have to wait before you receive your initial $1,000 investment back. And the maturity date can be anywhere from one day into the future to 30 years out into the future. It really just depends on the organization issuing the bond and how long they would like to you know wait before they repay the initial investment. And you'll typically see that The longer the term of the bond, so the farther out the maturity date, the higher the interest rate or coupon rate is associated with the bond. And that's just because there's a lot of risk involved when lending money. And when you lend it for extended periods of time, there's a more, or I should say a higher increased risk um, that the company could go out of business or anything could happen that could result in you not receiving your money back. So to, compensate you for that risk that you're taking, you're given a higher coupon rate, which will kind of offset that risk that you're taking by lending your money for such a long period of time. So you may be thinking, why would a corporation turn to individual investors for a loan instead of just going to a bank and acquiring a traditional business loan? Seems like it would be a lot easier to you know, go to one place, receive one large lump sum of money, versus turning to you know, several thousand investors and collecting a thousand dollars at a time. And the reason why is that the terms for a traditional business loan may be much more restrictive and costlier for a business than uh, just issuing a bond. For one, the interest rate in most cases that the uh, corporation is going to be paying out to investors through the bond will be lower than the interest rate they would pay on a loan that they'd be taking out from a traditional bank secondly as I'm sure many of you may know out there from personal experience banks tend to put a lot of restrictions and little rules on uh, the individuals taking out loans and this is no different for a large organization and a lot of times they want to avoid these restrictions because they can be they can be pretty significant uh, for one um, some loans some of these corporate business loans uh, will restrict the company or corporation from issuing any type of uh, future debt while they're still repaying the loan so this would prevent them from issuing um, a, a bond in the future if they wanted to, at least while they're still paying off this loan. So some companies will just avoid the banks altogether. So you may be thinking, we just learned about stock, why don't they just issue more stock if they're already a publicly traded company? And the problem with that is that you run the risk of significantly shifting the I guess the balance of power or influence in the company. Because remember each share guarantees you a vote for the board of directors. and If you have a large influx of new shareholders who may be filled differently than the current shareholders, they could then change the direction of the company by maybe voting in new uh, a new board of directors or at least a few new board members that could change the, the direction. Uh, and in addition to that, If you issue all of these new shares and the existing shareholders don't want to purchase them, they will then become significantly diluted. And what that means is basically um, the value and power of their share is reduced because now they may have the same number of shares that they had before, but there are significantly more, which means that there are more people who can vote, which would then lessen their impact. So this is why many companies turn to bonds as a simple method of raising additional money. So that in a nutshell is a bond and I hope you feel like you understand it a little bit better than you did before. And please, if you haven't already done so check out the episode right before this one on stocks. Um, so that way you can continue to, um, I guess build your foundational knowledge on investing because as we move forward, we may get into some areas that um, are getting a little more complex and it helps to have some of this base knowledge in place before we get there. So, please do. Um, and if you have any questions or comments about anything we've covered so far, anything you'd like me to add, this is just anything in general, uh, please do. feel free to contact me through Anchor. You can contact me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, all the major social media platforms um, because I'd love to hear feedback from you because I appreciate you taking some of your time out to listen to what we have going on here so as always thanks for coming by checking out what we're doing here and hope you enjoy the rest of your day hey thanks for listening to popcorn finance if you like what you've been hearing please favorite the station here on anchor.fm or if you're listening to this as a podcast please subscribe in the itunes store google play store or via your favorite podcast app thanks for listening and have an amazing day